Moat on the volley. And yes! The corner. What a start for West Bromwich Albion. The Baggies Podcast, giving you the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Hello and welcome back to The Baggies Podcast, where of course we're giving you all the latest news, views and opinions on all things Albion. Today we're having a nice old match reaction episode, a double match reaction episode, where we'll be looking back at this week's win against against Cardiff and disappointing loss against Stoke on Friday night. We'll be going through all the analysis for that game and opinion from those both both of those games. But for today's episode, we're joined by Alfie from Baggy's Bible. Alfie, how are you doing, mate? Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm uh, very well. How are you? I'm um, good. Uh, I'm slightly less good after last night, but <laughs> I, I'm, sh- I'm sure we'll get to that later on in yeah. the episode but Alfie if we just start with um what sort of a thing that you do at, at Baggy's Bible uh, and when did you sort of start doing that stuff? Yeah we've been going since about 2012 or something like that Um just kind of started as just Albion fans you know giving their thoughts just you know chatting rubbish pretty much on Twitter Um it's turned into a bit we've, we started a blog got a bit of a, a merch on the website it's uh, developing something quite big. Obviously, we've got about nearly 9,000 followers now. So it is uh, something a bit more than it was now. So it's all good, man. Uh, yeah. And you've got a you've got a blog site going, did you say, as well? You've got some articles yeah. on there for people to read. Yeah, yeah. we're uh, slowly getting speed with it. We've uh, just recruited about five new writers. So oh, that should be churning out articles like now tomorrow very soon. Decent. So obviously, uh, if you want to go and check out the Baggies Bible, we'll leave Twitter and obviously website link as well in the description of the episode. So listeners want to go and check that out. They can find that there. But Alfie, if we start off with uh, a, a nice win, uh, a 4-0 win away away from home, a cold, wet Tuesday night in Wales. Uh, you've got to be pleased with that, with that 4-0 win on Tuesday night. Yeah, well, trust. I think it showed what we can do, really, after the... Uh... Well, before QPR, actually had those three draws and it felt like we couldn't adapt. And I think QPR was a start and then Cardiff showed that we could adapt and get the ball on the floor and polish teams off, really. Like Cardiff were, they were stubborn. They weren't very good, but they were stubborn and they, they wasn't going to give up easily. We, we broke them down really well, I thought. So yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. And you touched on those those couple of games where we didn't adapt. It was it was almost a, a, a very similar opposition, I thought, in Cardiff to yeah. the Millwalls, the Prestons, even Derby to some extent. And it was the way that we changed our, our game up and played a little shorter that, that that really impressed me personally. Was it was it the same for you in the in the way that we we got it down yeah. and we we actually broke them down a bit more gradually? Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Like I said, you 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 was watching the Millwalls and the the uh the other ones, Derby's, and it felt like we just we just didn't have anything. We didn't. We just ran out of ideas against the low blocks. But against Cardiff, it looked like we just we just turned it on. And like you thought, you know, that's how we want to be playing against those kind of teams. And if we do on a, on you know a regular basis, we will, you know, be right up there. Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I think it was good to see. Obviously, Grant got a couple of goals the game before yeah. against QPR and, and scored a, a really nice goal. I suppose. Stoke obviously will get on to where he wasn't so good, but obviously 
him having a bit of confidence from from those couple of games, it, it, it's it's one of those things. What do you think about Grant sort of recently? Yeah, he's he's uh, I think his his performance has always been there. I think I think obviously the two goals against QPR really, you know, obviously he's confidence in it, and then he scored again against Cardiff. It was a great goal, and I think the way that he hit the ball against Cardiff, it was I don't I haven't seen him hit the ball like that. This season, yeah. it, it felt like he 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 wasn't hitting the, his shots with any conviction. He didn't have no confidence, but now hopefully he can uh, keep that rolling and score some more goals. Yeah, and it's it's not very often you can find us really scoring two goals like like the ones that we scored against no. Cardiff. <laughs> I mean, you know, both of those to come in the same game. I mean, possibly both goal of the month contenders, obviously yeah. from you know, from a league perspective. Um, Obviously, Moat's strike, we'll, we'll have to go into that because, I mean, that's the second time he's done that now. I think he took the, the fact he didn't get goal of the month last month a little <laughs> bit personally. And I think he thought, right, I'm going to have to notch another one in like that to see if, yeah. to see if I can get it. His technique and his, his dispatch on the ball, it's just, it's just incredible, isn't it, Alfie? Yeah, it's, it's, it's perfect. I don't think you could hit a ball sweeter if you tried 100 times. It's just incredible. I think he's just got that natural... Natural talent. I think you find with a lot of left footers as well. We've got a few of them, to be fair. But yeah, Mo is the two goals that he scored. Well, he scored three, but the two, the two uh, from outside yeah. the box are just unbelievable goals, really. So I don't think we've seen a lot of that. Like recently, obviously, I think we had a bit of it with Pereira, but not, not to that kind of quality. Yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. yeah it's great to see. Yeah, Pereira's was a bit more of a, a bit of more like um, I don't know. Bit lighter of a touch, like yeah, more, 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 yeah, more curl on it. But Moa yeah. is just, just a yeah. smack it, and it just it just goes Good in the touch. right place. But I don't think he's done a shot yet from that range that hasn't really really clicked or, or hit the target. So yeah. his technique is just phenomenal. And I've I've got to touch on his celebration because he doesn't. Like, if you <laughs> if we'd have, if you or I had have scored that sort of goal, I think we'd be in the stat. We'd be in the crowd. We'd, be, <laughs> we'd probably drinking beer and stuff with with the yeah. fans. He just sort of he just puts his arms up and just just sort of walks away. It's it's amazing how he just acts so <laughs> calm after it, isn't it? Yeah, just standards from I think though, isn't it? I think he's those are the standards he's got for himself. But I think he said after the game, didn't he, that he didn't know what to do because it was that good of a goal. Yeah. So he just kind of turned around. He was like, what the hell? What have I just done? But yeah, he's, he said it was a bit of the canton arsenal. Yeah, Keep more of that coming. Yeah, definitely. We, we're hoping to see some more more of those bangers from from Moat. But if we touch on, um, I think the back three, which obviously it's been a little bit different over over recent weeks because of obviously the change in in in, in injury situations for the centre backs. Obviously playing Townsender at sort of left centre back role and then obviously reach down the left. Um, what have you made of that? Because obviously there've been mixed opinions, I'll say, on, on Twitter and and social media about about Townsend at centre back. I personally would say that I think Reach has done a, a pretty solid job uh, in that role because I didn't expect, I, I suppose my standards were pretty low for him. I didn't think he was going to be great, but I thought, I think he's done a pretty organised job. What have you sort of made of that situation? Um, I think he started off when Re when it first kind of happened. I think Reach wasn't very good. And then he kind of, like, the last couple of games, barring Stock, I thought he was very poor yesterday. Yeah. But the, the, the few games before that, I thought he was very good really but I think the underlying thing is I think it's stupid to waste Townsend at centre-back I think Townsend's done a half decent job at centre-half mm. saying he's 
I would imagine never played at centre yeah. before. It doesn't matter whether he's in a back three or he's a left wing centre back in a back three, whatever. But he's, he, I would assume he's never played there before. But I think you, you, you're wasting uh, Townsend at centre back yeah. because he wants the balance in the back three. That really makes sense to me. I think you, you, you'd be better off putting a right footer at left centre back and you'd lose less because you've got Townsend up on the wing. But say, that said, Rich, I think, has done a relatively good job. Well, I think yesterday's performance room was probably one of the worst on the pitch. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I think if we we'll go on to the Stoke game now, actually, because see, yes, yesterday's game was was pretty pretty frustrating. I think a bit a bit <laughs> dire. Obviously, we started the game with two left foot centre backs on the pit uh, on the bench. I mean, in Keen Brian yeah. and and Matt Clark. Um, I, th- I personally, if one of those were were fit and and, and ready ready to play. I would have probably switched it up, despite the fact that yeah. Reach has done done reasonably well. I thought against QPR, he was particularly particularly good. But yeah. I would have personally bought one of those centre backs in. What 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 would you have done if you were if you were Val? Yeah, I mean, if like you say, if they're ready, um, I think you've got to play them. I think it's this an absolute no brainer. I mean, I think he, obviously like that only Val and his his team know what's going on in training ground with. Obviously, Brian getting back up to up to fitness, and obviously Clark's return from injury. I wouldn't have played Clark because I think we tried to rush him back before, yeah. and he got properly yes, injured. Yeah. But I think he's been a bit a bit too safe with Brian because surely he, he'll have kept himself fit over the summer. Granted, he didn't have a preseason, but I think you could have you know gambled on him in the left centre back role. Personally, I think if to me, if you're good enough to be on the bench. And obviously, he come on against QPR, didn't he, for about yeah. five minutes or something like that. Yeah. So, but then after that game, he said, we're going to give him, you know, 10, 20 minutes here and there. But then he hasn't come on in the two games. And it's just like, well, you like, what are you trying to do with him? Like, it doesn't, it doesn't really make sense to me. But I think eventually, obviously, I think Clark will be back running after the international break. So yeah. That's great. It, you know, it kind of, everything doesn't really matter then. Yeah, I think um yeah, I think it was like it was just one of those things you want to see Townsend almost get the shackles off him, let him off down that yeah. left hand side. But obviously Clark, you don't want to rush him back. It's obviously good that yeah. he's on the bench because if he's on the bench, at least he's able to play some bit of football. But yeah. I think with within the case of Brian, I think he's not gonna get that start now, or if he's not gonna get those appearances now, where when is he gonna get those appearances? <laughs> it's just like you've signed him. And you've got three, I think you had three centre-backs on the bench last night. Obviously, Kipre, yeah. he, he doesn't fancy him, let's uh, let's just say that. And Brian, yeah. yeah, it just seems a bit odd that when he's got the chance to, he's got the opportunity to play those three natural centre-backs and then push the most natural left-wing back into that position. But he hasn't done that. It's it's a bit odd. But obviously, the performance, we, we couldn't do it. Or we could do it on a cold, rainy night in, in Cardiff, but we... Certainly couldn't do it on a cold night in Stoke on Friday. It's a disappointing performance. Yeah. Alfie, what did what what were your overall thoughts on that? Um, just frustration, really. I think to I, I said it after we we uh, beat Cardiff. The frustration that came with the three draws was because we know how good we can be, and then Cardiff showed that. Yeah, that's how good we can be. So it's frustrating when you get those results because you know how good you can be. And I think that was again yesterday, and we just didn't show the levels that we could have. And I think Stoke, 
are a decent team. They've got some decent players. Well, I didn't think they showed their best either yesterday. Yeah. And um, I really think we was just below par. And I don't think, I think just too many below par performances. I think the subs just didn't make an impact. Uh, we just didn't react to anything. Like you think they, they hit the post, didn't react. Yeah. We, uh, Sam saved the penalty. We just didn't react. And it's just like, well, which it just didn't feel like we ever got out of first gear, really. So it's just frustrating for me. Yeah, it was it was one of those games where they just sort of it was typical Albion in a way because they just there were just waves and waves upon our goal, and there was just no switch or no click in our in our heads that yeah. said, "Oh, we we better we better tighten up, we better switch on here." There was just no, as you said, no reaction from it. I thought that obviously we 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 played two in midfield against Stokes three, and I felt it was a pretty hard job on Livermore and, and Moat to chase around three midfielders who essentially have got legs. Obviously, Nick Powell, I thought, played played pretty well so he got the goal, but yeah. I thought it was a bit of a chasing, a... chasing a bit of a lost court in that midfield with the two against the three. What did you what did you make of that? I think, I think you're probably right. I think, um, yeah, I think their main threat, I think, was the counter, to be honest. So I think the, the whole of the midfield got bypassed at times. But you are probably right. We could have just done with an extra man in midfield just to, you know, get get their get their foot on the ball and try and dominate in the middle, which I don't think we've done at all all season, apart from probably Cardiff and Sheffield United. So I think, but he he's dead set on the uh, three four three, and so I think it'd be hard anyway for him for Val to kind of do a little mid-game rejig and put another man in midfield or whatever. But I think you're probably right. There was a bit of a... Um, we was a bit overrunning midfield, really. Yeah, I think, yeah, it's a difficult task for Livermore and Mo. I think they've both got yeah. legs in themselves. Obviously, they've both got the work rate, but at times it felt like they were both kind of just chasing shadows because Allen, I think yeah. Joe Allen was dropping deep and then nobody was getting near him and then all of a sudden they switched round and they sort of did like interchange of their positions in midfield and then all of a sudden Livermore and Moat are sat marking nobody and Stoke midfielders yeah. are just bypassing them it was it's a difficult difficult thing for them obviously the, the three as you mentioned the, the three draws that came were really frustrating where would you rank that game among those because I've seen some people saying it's the worst performance of the season I've seen some people <laughs> saying it wasn't it wasn't so bad, and I've seen people saying, you know, it was it was it, it was pretty bad, but not not as bad as the others. Where would you rank it among the others? Um, as a performance, I'd, I was well yesterday. I was saying it was the worst that we've played this season, and I think that is pretty mental. Seeing as I think we played really poor against uh, uh, Derby, especially, yeah, and uh, and Millwall as well. But I think that those the, the draws were for different reasons than yesterday because it almost felt like we had a bit of attacking threat yesterday. Whereas in the draws, it just felt like we just ran out of ideas. Mm. But I think yesterday was the first time that we was second best. Yeah. And it probably it feels like it wasn't because we, it wasn't because they was very good. They was they was good. Obviously, they deserved to win the game one hundred percent. But I think it was a lot to do with us just not being very good, which is incredibly frustrating, I think, because we've shown the levels, you know what I mean? Yeah, it's, it's frustrating because obviously we've shown, as you said, we've shown that we can be a lot better than that. Obviously, Tuesday night, you yeah. think, look at how good we are. And then come to Friday and, and things are, things just sort of fall apart. I thought 
as I said, Stoke were, Stoke were much better than us yesterday and they executed their game plan perfectly and they could have made it probably 3-0 three, three on, on perhaps another night with the chances that they had. Obviously, we had a own goal that was ruled out because of a, because of a foul. We had a penalty save. So, yeah, it could very well have been 3-0 on another day. But obviously, up front, we've had, we, we played Hugh Gill last night and, and he's come into the side over the past couple of games. Obviously, a bit more physical than the other options. What what have you yeah. made of of Hugo coming in into the side? Um, in general, um, I haven't made a lot of it to be honest. It's just, it, I think he's he's had a few he's had a few flashes where he's shown good hold up play and he's obviously the the, the touch in the QPR game to win the game was yeah. incredible. That was a top quality touch. Uh, but other than that, he he hasn't really shown much, I don't think. But I think yesterday's game didn't really suit him. I think he could have done with uh, either Robbo or Phillips up front. He could have, you know, turned turned the turned the uh, centre halves and got him behind a bit. It was a Hugo wasn't a wasn't trapping anything. He wasn't holding anything up, which is you know you, you're off to a bad start, in you. Mm. But then he's he. There's nothing in behind. Do you know what I mean? Look, yeah, it just didn't really work for him yesterday. It's probably the poorest he's played. But I think he's he's, he's he'll still have a big role to play for us this season, especially against the big boys, the big centre halves, um, like the Millwalls. Like you know, they've got like three, six or five centre halves. Yeah. So I think he'll have, still have a massive part to play for us this season. Yeah, and and he was against a pretty physical back line, to be honest. Obviously, Will Mott and Suter and, and Chester are yeah. big big lads in themselves, and it just wasn't sticking for him. It, like everything no, everything no. that came to him seemed to. But normally, I said against QPR, he was pretty good with holding it up, and obviously you mentioned yeah. that that touch was was phenomenal. A bit of um, a bit of improvisation, really, as the defenders coming at you and you just flick it round him, and without yeah, that, we tough. without that, we wouldn't have scored. So. He's done some good things, but obviously last night, I think collectively it was just a poor performance. And I yeah. think yeah. a little unfair to, to single it out on, on just one player. Obviously, um play, going, you know, playing um playing Stoke was was a difficult, always going to be a difficult task because they're all, always renowned for making, you know, a bit of a, a you know, a game of things against Albion, yeah. especially obviously yeah. a bit of I'd say a bit of a bogey side over over recent years. But yeah. What did you sort of make of that Stoke side yesterday? Because they were obviously very well organised. They had quite a physical back line, and and they, as I said, they executed their game plan perfectly. What did you What did you make of Stoke's performance? Yeah, like you say, I think it was organised. It was disciplined, and they did their job really well. I thought the first half, especially, they counted us just with complete ease. It felt like every time you turned red, they was in behind one of the wide centre backs. And it was just like, how did that happen? But they did. They, they was really disciplined. Did their jobs really well. I really like their team. Because obviously, like they got Nick Powell. I think he's yeah. a really good player. And then they've got they've got uh, Rancic, who's been a creative, yeah. you know, masterclass this season. And then they've got uh, players. They got Campbell, Torres Campbell, who's not even no back from injury yet. Who's probably yeah. one of the better strikers in the league. So I think they've got a really decent team. I think that'll be up there. To be fair, especially if they play like that. Um. I think a lot of teams won't be able to break them down, and I think they've got the tools to score goals. So, yeah, definitely. I think where do you, where do you think Stoke might finish this season? Because obviously they've they've looked pretty informed this season. Obviously had a couple of games yeah. out of it. With I think they lost to Derby. Where would you where would you think that they might be 
aiming for at the end of the season? Yeah, I think the minimum, I think they've got to be looking at now is playoffs. Um, I think they've got an outside chance of the top two, but I think us, uh, Fulham and Bournemouth will be too strong for yeah. pretty much everyone else. So, so I think I think Stoke could be happy with the top six finish. Yeah, I can I can definitely see them edging into the playoffs, especially see they've proved that they can beat us, and we obviously I think that we're yeah. one of as you mentioned one of the definitely top three sides in the league. But yeah, yeah. let's go straight over to uh, Stoke play page. We've got. Uh, somebody from the Every Step Along the Way podcast who's coming on to talk about uh, Stoke City and their performance last night. Let's go and hear what they've got to say uh, as they've sent in a little clip for us. Hi, it's Dan here from Stoke City podcast Every Step Along the Way. Just giving you a bit of a video review of uh, last night's game from our point of view. So, yeah, I mean, going into the game, we were a little bit nervous, really. Um, we knew it was going to be a tough game. Obviously, you guys have been flying. Uh, West Brom, you know, undefeated this season in the league. And, you know, whereas we've been playing well, what we have done is obviously we got beat quite heavily at Fulham. And I think last night was a bit of a, a bit of a, a game where we, you know, we'd either come out of it knowing that Fulham was a one-off or we'd, know of it, we'd come out of it knowing that we have got, you know, limitations. Um, and obviously the top sides in this division would be able to stop us. Um, so, yeah, that's where we were thinking going into the match. It was going to, it was definitely... Uh, you know, a game that was going to give us a bit of an insight into what we could do, uh, hopefully, the rest of this season. Uh, and obviously, when the team news came out, the big news for us was that Tyrese Campbell wasn't going to be involved. Um, I think we we, yeah, we had an under-23 game in the afternoon yesterday, and obviously it came that he wasn't involved in that. So when that team news came in, uh, I think everybody sort of thought, oh, he's going to be on the bench tonight. You know, he possibly could be coming on last 10, 15 minutes if we need him. And that would have yeah, put a real buzz around the place. So I think <laughs> when that sort of news came through, when it didn't happen, it possibly had the opportunity of having the, like the, the opposite effect of sort, of sort of draining a bit of, away from people who were um, obviously expecting him to then be on the bench. Because it's like nearly 12 months since we've seen him and he was sort of our talisman. You know, so when he got injured, um, he was really playing well. Um, so we did our season sort of fell apart when he stopped playing last season. So yeah, uh, he has. We we can't wait for getting back on the pitch. Um, just to see, obviously see him linking up now with in this team and how this team's developed without him. To put him back into it now should be, you know, um, it's going to be exciting, shall we say? We we sort of negated the tactic that you obviously you you guys have come in and we were playing uh, for the high press. Uh, by sort of turning your centre out around, playing a lot of balls over the top, um, getting sort of out, out from our back early, sort of and getting using Brown's pace to sort of win set pieces further down, you know, throwing a lot of throw ins sort of in the around the final third area and sort of then sort of use our possession game from there. It's actually a big change for us uh, this season. We haven't usually been playing any, sort of any long balls really, but obviously last night it was a tactic that the managers thought you know would work and used to, used it to negate sort of like your your number one tactic, which obviously was the high press and trying to force us into making some mistakes. And I think we did have a couple of dodgy um, <laughs> dodgy episodes at the back at Preston in midweek as well, where we were lucky to sort of get away with them. So maybe that played into it as well. And they thought, you know, if we, if we sort of give you know, the quality players that you've got up front uh, opportunities, then they're going to put them in the net. Um, so we didn't want, you know, sort of you know, get, the ball, get rid of the ball while we can. And obviously as well, use Brown's pace to... To sort of get us get us up the field quickly, and then we can sort of you know, pass it around and play the ball from there. 
Um, so yeah, so I think that's that's how it went. And obviously when Brown went off, uh, we showed um, quite thinking of what a good side that we can be, and that we did change our tactics then. Um, showed that we've got flexibility within, you know, and with substitutions we can change the way we play, which is always nice to have. Um, but yeah, we uh, I was you know quite happy with how the game went. I thought we played really well, uh, and I don't think West Brom played as well as you probably have been doing. I think that's safe to say. I think even your manager said that. Um, but I don't know how much of that was due to you guys having an off day, or just how much uh, you know that we are pressing and our you know high tempo that we have been playing at just didn't allow you to play uh, the way you were or the way you, you have been doing. Uh, but yeah, I don't think I don't think there's much fault I can put in the Stoke uh, along the Stoke eleven and the obviously the subs who came on. Thought we had a great game. Uh, obviously, uh, you know we. we we thought it was going to be another one. You know, we've had Barnsley, we've had Preston recently, where we've had chance after chance, and you know, running to goalkeepers having the game of their lives, and uh, it looked like it was going to be another one of them. But yeah, we uh, managed to get get the late goal uh, that's seen us through in the end. I mean, yeah, we. Uh, I think you know, on the balance of play, I think we did we deserved the win. Um, but yeah, we, we we need to get a bit more clinical. I think if we're going to be. If we are going to be a chance at the top of the league, I mean, hopefully, the, you know, the return of Tyree shortly should help us with that. Um, obviously, we don't want to put too much pressure on him because, like I say, he's been out for nearly twelve months now, so we don't really want to be pushing him too hard when he comes back. Um, but I think, obviously, you know, the way he's been playing previously and now, you know, he's got Matt, we've got Mario Vrancic, and it piles on top form. The chances he's going to be getting, you know, Josh Timmins become a different player this season. Yeah, so obviously Tommy Smith's weighing in with a few assists. He obviously, he was the one who got got another assist last night. So yeah, he's uh, he's gonna have plenty of service. So once he get once he finds them scoring boots when he's back, it'll be all uh, all systems go hopefully for us. Pick a player out for Stoke last night was really difficult. Um, we run a poll on our Twitter account uh, where obviously we had the three selections and then other, um, and then but last night we just couldn't do it. We couldn't find three players that deserved to be in there, or more to the point, there wasn't eight. Or nine that didn't deserve to get mentioned. Um, so I think what what we did, we just um, put one thread up, put everyone's name in the comments, and just got people to like because we couldn't narrow it down. Uh, I think it's a really tough ask to, to single anybody out. Really, um, what I will say is that Joe Allen uh, was fantastic, considering he had like basically a month out of the team to come back in with the energy and the drive and you know, the commitment to everything that he got last night was amazing. Um, he hasn't always had. Great support from Stoke fans. I think you know, there's still a lot of people who are you know not 100% sold on him. Um, but yeah, I think last night he showed his real quality and you know it shows how much we missed him really and how much control he can give us over the midfield as well. Um, obviously the back line we've got you know J um, James Chester came back in again and you know he's another one who's not had much support from the fans but you know he put his body on the line and blocked a few shots and was all you know one head you know, many headers so he deserves a lot of appreciation for last night as well uh you know harry Souter, we yeah we, we'll brush on him we're not talking about harry Souter. nobody needs to know how good he is um but yeah another outstanding display from him uh, ben wilmot as well on the right back on the right side defense that's the the benefit of bringing james chester on the left we can have ben wilmot on the right so much better from there yeah, the, the way he can just carry the ball out as well. He's he's solid as ever in defence, but the way he, he can just on the when he's on the right hand side, he can just link up the play and build attacks down there. Um, the wing backs are looking dangerous again last night. Like I say, that's where the you know, the attacks come from. There we've got delivery from Smith on one side, pace from Timing on the other. Um, 
and then obviously you know we've we've, we've got the you know people like Nick, uh, Mario Vrancic and Nick Powell who just you know do got a bit of magic that can end up winning the game, which is what Nick Powell did in the end. Um, yeah, obviously Jacob Brown's another one. You know the fans are never going to get on his back because of his work rate, his his you know, his energy and the, you know his harassing and that. It's obviously not the most gifted footballer. Should have stuck the one on one away. Let's not be let's not be around the bush. But you know he's he's just you know he, 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 like I say, you can't fault him because of his energy and his his work rate. Um, as for you guys, thought you know Sam Johnston was amazing for you guys last night. I thought he had a fantastic game. Uh, you know, even from the first half, he rushed out and denied timing at his feet. Uh, and then obviously, you know, he stood up well for Brown as well with that chance. You know, when he's, he's at the post, he's not made it easy for him. Um, and then obviously, second half, I mean, you had the, the free kick from Vrancic, so he's tipped onto the crossbar. Yeah, I know he gave the penalty away, but he's, he's got himself, you know, dusted himself down and saved it as well. You know, he, he's, had a, he's had a great game. And then the point blank save before that from Surridge as well, that he, you know, he saved from. Yeah, I know the strike. You, you could say the striker shouldn't give him the opportunity to save, but he did. But he still had to save it, and it was a great save. Um, and obviously, yeah, it's taken, like I say, a bit of magic from Nick Powell just to just to get the- big thank you to every step along the way podcast for sending in their thoughts on last night's game. Obviously, a very good win for Stoke, and that sends them uh, ploughing into into the top six of the table. In fact, into third place, just below Albion and Bournemouth as it stands as the, at the time of recording. But let's head straight over to the next game, which is a game against Birmingham, a Friday night kickoff at the Hawthorns again uh, on Friday the 15th of October, obviously in about a week's time. Mm-hmm. So there's still plenty of time to uh, get, get ready for that game. But Alfie, obviously, any changes to the lineup that you'd make for, for, this, for this particular game? Yeah, it's, it's always hard to say, isn't it? Because it's after the international break. Um... I think you got to get try and get Clark or Brian back in, as we discussed earlier. Yeah, I think that's the main one. And then obviously Townsend to left wing back. Other than that, yeah, Blues, it's the front three in it. I think it's, it's really hard to predict. He's like Pep with the front three and he's constant rotation. Um, I think I'd play Grant, Grant Robinson and uh, Phillips probably. I think they'd probably be in our three best forwards. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Grady deserves a spot at the moment, to be honest, because no. he's just hasn't really brought anything at all. I thought he came on yesterday and made such a little impact. Yeah, I think you would have, you wouldn't, I wouldn't have blamed you if you didn't realise he'd come on. So I think yeah, you've got to give Grant and uh, Robbo a spot for sure, because I think they've been our two best attackers and that showed me the numbers. So I think yeah, Grant, Robbo, and Phillips for me. And obviously the two centre midfielders in Furlong. <laughs> yeah, and and you you so you say you push Townsend back into into that yeah, spot. And, preferably, yeah. Uh, would you bring in Ryan, or would you say I think Clark should be should be ready by the yeah. end of the international break? I I personally, if he's ready, bring him in because I I think yeah. I think he's looked class this season. If he's ready, then I think he's he's obviously ready to come back in. So I I personally I personally stick with the same as you. I think Dean Garner hasn't hasn't earned a place in the side just yet. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought he's done some good bits. I thought, I think against Derby, I thought he did some good trickery and I think we, he looked yeah. a bit sharper. See, against Cardiff, got his first goal contribution since I think last yeah. last season against yeah, Everton, which, yeah. yeah, which I suppose <laughs> might, might breed a bit of confidence in him. But for me at the moment, I think he's just going to have to be used as, well, not, I wouldn't say impact because he hasn't made the impact from the bench, but I think yeah. he's, <laughs> he's definitely a player that, is more going to be 
we're going to be looked at on the bench. So, um, Alfie, what sort of prediction would you go for for the Birmingham game? Um, it's hard to say. Isn't it? I think Blues will be a tough test. I think like Stoke, they're obviously not quite as good as Stoke, but I think they are quite like Stoke in the, in the way that they're disciplined and uh, they have the two blocks of four, I think, that they play. So, it'll be a tough test. Um, but, I mean, you've got to back us to beat Blues. I think they're, they're quite far down the table in there, so... For me, I think you've got to be looking at 2 0, I'd say. A um, couple of goals and a clean sheet. I think you'd be going, going on, Matthew, wouldn't you? Yeah, I think most teams are going to try and come to the Hawthorns now and, and do a, a similar job, really, on um, yeah. on Albion to obviously the teams like Millwall and teams like teams like Derby that uh, that have really come into the come into the Hawthorns and just sat back, taken their point and, and gone yeah. home with it. <coughs> So I think um, that's going to make make for an interesting game, Birmingham. But obviously, that's going to be a big task. And obviously, Swansea the Swansea the following Wednesday. It's another fixture sort of build up in that in that midweek as well. But obviously, I'll, I'll go for a I'll go for a one nil Albion win. I think uh, we'll scrounge a goal from a, a corner or something, and I think uh, we'll be on our way. But as you said, I think we should be should be able to beat Blues on on Saturday, on Friday. Sorry. But Alfie, yeah. a massive thank you for coming on the podcast this week. A big thank you to, to you and, and Baggy's Bible, obviously, for coming on the show. And we'll leave some links in the, the description. Um, anything that you want to sort of direct them to that you've been doing lately that you think might be worth having a look? <laughs> um, just to have a look at the match. Uh, I, th- I think it's really good. It's a, a really good idea that uh, the, the designers had, uh, WBA Art Inspired. So, yeah, check that out. I think it's really good stuff, uh, you know, if you want to buy some. Feel free. But yeah, absolutely. thanks for having me and uh, thanks for, you know, thanks for having us, really. Yeah, absolute pleasure, Alfie. Thank you very much for coming on the show today. Hopefully you guys have enjoyed this episode of the Baggies podcast. A big thank you, of course, to Alfie and Baggies Bible for coming on. There'll be some links in the description to obviously their website, their Twitter. So if you want to go and check out some of that fantastic merch they've got going on, I've seen a range of sort of Albion merch from, from yesteryear and different shirt types and stuff like that. So be sure to check that out. There'll be a link in the description. A big thank you for listening to the Baggies podcast match reaction for this week. We'll be back again after the Birmingham City or Swansea game. We'll see what the scheduling looks like. Big thank you for listening and we'll see you in the next episode. Thank you very much. Goodbye.